0: You are listening to the Educate On Purpose podcast. This show is designed to support school leaders that want to break down barriers in education. On this show, it doesn't matter if you're a mentor teacher, a district superintendent, or anything in between. Together, we fearlessly fight to provide quality education. We design joyous, caring learning environments, and we lead with clarity and purpose. Thanks for joining the Educate On Purpose family. I have this vivid memory as a middle schooler sitting in my living room and my parents came into the room to turn on PBS. It was February and every February we had this same routine. My parents wanted me to watch a well-known documentary called Eyes on the Prize. The thought process was that I, as a black male, needed to learn and understand the struggles of an African-American in America and how I was able to have the privilege to exist in America the way that I do. I remember sitting down and watching this documentary thinking initially, man, this is not what I want to be doing right now. Instead, I'd much rather be playing video games or outside with my friends playing basketball. And I kept thinking, why do I need to watch this? There's nothing on here that is for me. I have friends. I have friends that are white. I have friends that are Hispanic. I have friends that are black. Everything's good now. Why do I need to know about what's happened in the past? And at some point, I had this realization as I was watching this documentary that I felt like I needed to protect myself. I was probably protecting myself from the deep emotions that I was having from watching all of the things that happened during the civil rights movement had this intense feeling of anger and confusion and fear. Part of the fear was, would this happen again? Could this happen to me? I was confused because I kept thinking, man, I'm a good person. I do good things. I don't know why anybody would want to do anything to me. And then anger because I knew that my relatives, my ancestors were the ones who had to endure such pain and brutality in order to get where I am today. Then there was the segment that came on. It had Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. I remember the feeling sort of transformed from this feeling of fear and anger and confusion to a sense of hope. As I watched this documentary, I remember looking very closely at Dr. Martin Luther King's demeanor when he would stand up and he would speak. Or when he'd walk down the street arm in arm, crossing the bridge in Selma. I remember listening to to his approach to speaking and watching his creativity and listening to how he carried himself. He had so much dignity, fearlessness, he spoke with inspiration. I knew that Dr. Martin Luther King had done something that almost no other leader had ever done before, let alone any other leader that happened to be black. Hello everybody, my name is Brandon House and I'm here to help you lead purposely, grow strategically, and care intentionally. And today is a special podcast because we are honoring the Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And what I wanna do today is I want to attempt to sort of pull out some of the lessons learned from Dr. Martin Luther King in leadership. He was a fantastic leader and he did if some phenomenal things, not only for African Americans and, and uh, blacks in America now, but he did a lot of things for America in general, the way that he spoke, the way that he talked, the way that they functioned was something that was almost unprecedented. You had never seen somebody speak with so much tenacity and passion and intentionality as Dr. Martin Luther King. But, putting yourself in the position that he put himself in, you realize that it takes a lot of courage and leadership in order to make a a nationwide movement that would forever change the way that we look and function in America. So what I want to do is I want to attempt to break down the, the four key aspects that I've learned in leadership from Dr. Martin Luther King. Let's start with, Number 1. Number 1 is identify your dream. You see, Dr. Martin Luther King was infamous. He knew very well what his dream was. The the famous speech, I have a dream speech was his his uh, how everybody knew him. That's how he was identified. When I grew up in school learning about Dr. Martin Luther King, I knew him from the I Have a Dream speech. But how did he get to that point? I want to suggest a few ideas for you as a leader. You're probably leading a school in some capacity, whether you're the principal, the assistant principal, the uh, teacher leader, whatever it might be, you have to start with this dream. You have to know who you are and what you are meant to do. So first, you may have to spend some time thinking about what has been placed on your heart. As a man of faith, I believe that God gives us an intentional gift. He gives us something that we know is going to be the burden that we have to carry. For me, it is specifically having a, a strong educational foundation for all students that live in urban communities. I want to be the one that provides that strong educational foundation for kids in urban communities. But for you, it could be something different. So you know what that burden is inside of your heart. What is it? What has God given you that you know you are meant to do? Also, think about your talent. Think about uh, what you are good at. How you go about your day? Is there something that every single day somebody is telling you, man, I wish I could do that or I appreciate what you do or thank you so much because you are phenomenal at this task or tactic. That's something that helps you identify your dream. If you know what you're skilled at and you know what you care deeply about, you are on your way to identifying your dream. And then the last thing is, what is your purpose? Why do you feel like you were placed on this earth? That burden, once again, that I go back to goes hand in hand with this. There is something that you know that you are meant to do. You probably were sitting in a class one day and uh, you were standing in front of a class and you started to teach and you saw that light bulb go off in somebody's mind. Their eyes lit up and they said, oh, I get it. And that's when you realized that that was your purpose. Or when you sat down with another leader or with another teacher and you were teaching them about how to be a better teacher. And they said, oh, oh, my goodness, I get it. That's when you knew that that was your purpose. You have to think deeply about what your purpose is, because that's the whole purpose of life. That's the whole meaning that we're here. Dr. Martin Luther King has this great quote. He says, I submit to you that if a man hasn't discovered something that he is willing to die for, he isn't fit to live. I take that to mean that you should have something so deep in your heart, whether it's art, whether it's teaching, whether it's uh, singing, whether it's whatever it might be. You have this thing that's so deep in your heart that you cannot get rid of. It is something that you are willing to die for so that other people can enjoy. What is your passion? What is your dream? Now, not only are you supposed to identify your dream in order to be a great leader, but I think that Dr. Martin Luther King also taught us the importance of building a great team. When you look at all of the documentaries, when you look at his team, you realize that Dr. Martin Luther King wasn't doing this on his own, and he, there was no way that he was going to start an entire civil rights movement across all of America without having a great team. He had to have people that saw his vision, that felt his burden, that was able to to uh, feel what he was feeling and, and empower others. So he had to do something in order to make sure that he had this great team of followers. Think about it. John Lewis, th- he was a phenomenal leader even beyond the death of Dr. Martin Luther King. His best friend, Ralph Abernathy, another great leader. These guys saw the vision of Dr. Martin Luther King and they were on board. So how do we build a great team? Here's some things that I've learned and I saw from Dr. Martin Luther King. The first thing is you have to set a vision. Everybody knows that Dr. Martin Luther King was one of the best communicators, one of the best visionaries that you could ever think of when it comes to leadership. And he was able in private conversations with his friends, with his colleagues to sit down and map out very clearly and articulate, here's the goal that I want to achieve. This is the problem that I want to solve. And this is how I think we should get there. He had a great team that was willing to sit down and listen and feel the the passion that Dr. Martin Luther King felt as a leader. And so Dr. Martin Luther King set out very clearly, and you can read this in a lot of his uh, a lot of his work when he wrote the uh, the letters from the Birmingham Jail. He, you could see that everything that he communicated was about the vision of having equality, being free those, that what was what he was about. And nobody was unclear that that was his mission. So after he set the vision, then it was about communication. The next thing you have to communicate, 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 communicate. I had a great friend of mine. He told me if you feel like you've communicated something a thousand times, you haven't communicated it enough. And you can see in Dr. Martin Luther King's work that everywhere he went, everything that he did was about this one specific mission. And that was the freedom of people who were disenfranchised, who were marginalized, a marginalized community. He wanted to have them free and empowered to do the work that anybody else could do in America. So he had to communicate, he had to go to churches, he had to go to small gatherings, to conferences, and he had to enlist people into his vision over and over and over again. I would imagine, especially now me being a school leader, I would imagine that uh, he probably had some frustrations from time to time where he just felt tired. He felt exhausted because he had to continue to keep communicating this mission, but it didn't die it didn't fade away because he was tired because he knew that this is what he was built for. Going back to the dream. He knew that this was a dream inside of his heart. Now, not only did he set the vision, not only did he communicate the vision, but in order to have a great team follow behind you, you have to be willing to listen. You have to be willing to take some time to understand where your own flaws are. So that way you can get better. And I... I remember reading at one point in time where Dr. Martin Luther King was telling his team, he said, you know what? We need to start a march and we're going to march across the country. We're going to, we're going to march in Alabama and we're going to lock arms with all of these people. And his advisors, his good friends, they looked at him and said, you know what? This is crazy. You're going to get us all killed. Are you serious? I have family. I have, I have other people that I need to take care of. And you're putting us in danger by making the, movement and instead of you know arguing saying you know what we're just done we're not going to do this anymore I don't even want to hear from you you could see in in some of the information that I've read about Dr. Martin Luther King that he was willing to sit down with his team and he was willing to listen and iron out all of the flaws there's a a great uh, conversation that he had with his group of friends and they said that they spent all night All night, they locked themselves in a room and just talked and talked and talked until they came to a resolution that would be great, not only for themselves, but for the people that they were leading. So you can set the vision, you can communicate and you can listen to your team. The next thing is, is that you have to be willing to encourage and empower the people who follow you. That's the most important thing. And it goes back to communication and setting that vision. Once you are clear on what your vision is, once you are clear on what you want to communicate, you can can communicate that over and over again. But don't be so naive to think that the vision is just going to happen, that it's just going to be there once you do these things. That's not as easy as one would hope. Instead, there are going to be some difficult times. And maybe as a school leader right now, you're at this point where you may be new to a school or you may be new to school leadership and you're trying to lead a group of people and you have this great vision of what the school could be. But right now, especially during, if you're listening to this during 2021, during the pandemic, it's really hard to lead a group of people, especially if you all are distanced, if you are uh, connecting with each other uh, online, you're not in the, the school space. So this could be really difficult. But what Dr. Martin Luther King did was he empowered. If you read his work, if you listen to his speeches, you can hear time and time again that he acknowledges the difficult things that are going to happen. He acknowledges that there is going to be a little bit of uh, hard times. But he also acknowledges that as we move and grow and get better, that the the situation will change and that everybody has the the power to make change within their own community within their own world and as a group collectively we can make this happen and so think about that as a school leader it's not going to be on just your math department to move the math scores so that way you can improve your school letter grade it's going to be upon the entire community the entire school community from your teachers to your leaders to your school community, your parents and outside organizations, that are going to help you move your school forward and empower you to be better. So there's this great quote by Dr. Martin Luther King. He says there is this type of constructive, nonviolent tension, which is necessary for growth. So think about this. It is important for you to make sure that you acknowledge that there is going to be this really hard tension. There's going to be this really hard scenario that's going to happen. But then we all are going to take this really hard scenario and we're going to grow from it. We're going to get better. Opposition is inevitable. So don't run from it. Instead, embrace it. Learn how to mold a consensus rather than to seek a consensus. Another uh, great quote from Dr. Martin Luther King, a great leader knows how to mold consensus versus seeking out and searching for consensus. So you need to make sure that you are very clear on how to empower your team through these hard times. One of the things that, You also need to remember is that you are modeling the the type of leader or the type of team member that you want to be. And so that means that even in the difficult situations, you have to make sure that you are consistently modeling what it looks like to be a great team member. Martin Luther King had a great quote that says the ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands in times of challenge and controversy. Take a step back. Do some reflection right now. Are you what do you look like when you are faced with a challenging situation? Is that the way you want your other teachers, other leaders to, look, to lead. Is that how you want them to function? If not, then you really have to challenge yourself in those tough situations and, and think to yourself, how am I going to model what it looks like? Even in those challenging situations of controversy, I have another podcast uh, about. Uh, navigating tough conversations, that could be helpful for you. There is a game plan that you can create in order to get ahead of those controversial situations, how to overcome opposition. That's going to be something that's really important. And you can watch Dr. Martin Luther King's demeanor in all of his uh, positions of opposition. You could see that he clearly had thought out that this is going to be a tough situation. But instead, he had already had a game plan on how he was going to endure that. And it started with being nonviolent, but being and instead being constructive. So here's the last thing. Now that you have this dream and you have this great team, now how can you make this dream come true? Well, there are four important points that I've taken from Dr. Martin Luther King. Number one, master your craft. You have to to be a master of your craft. Think about how eloquently Dr. Martin Luther King constructed all of his speeches, how he, cons- how he carried himself a- even at church or while he was walking down the street. He knew the ins and outs of the uh, American society, the American governance. He knew it all. And so when he went up to combat a challenging situation, he had studied how American government worked. He had studied how to construct a compelling speech, and he put all of that together in order for people to to properly digest his dream and for him to properly communicate his dream. So I would say for you, you have to master your craft. You have to study, study, study. So, you know, and you can show adequately that this is how the dream will happen. If you just have a dream and you say, Tomorrow we're going to wake up and it's going to be great, but you have no way of leading your people through that. Then you're not going to have much of a team and your your dream is not going to come true. The second thing is, is that you need to set goals with a timeline. Now that you have this big vision, and, and I'll be honest with you, I am the king of visions, but I'm not very good at the timeline, but this is how you get people on board. If you can set this big dream, have this big vision and have all of these great goals, um, then you need to have a timeline with that. Now, you're going to sit down and you're going to break up all of your goals. And you're going to say, by this time, we're going to achieve this. By this time, we're going to achieve this. And not only just put it out there and just say, hey, we're going to have this, but instead, this is going to be your your guiding uh, tool from now on. That timeline, you need to come back to and reflect upon every single time, every single day. You need to reflect on that timeline to make sure that you are achieving the goals that you set out. That's going to empower more people to be on your team. That's going to empower more people to spread the message. That's going to empower more people to do what they do. They want to master the craft because they don't want to let you down and they know that the goals are going to be there. So that goes hand in hand with the third piece, which is share your goals with others. Like I said before, communicate, communicate, communicate is something that is so important as a leader. And Dr. Martin Luther King was not afraid to share his vision for the way he wanted American culture to look. He was not afraid to share his game plan on how he was going to make that happen. And he had to go fearlessly into these unknown situations to, to empower people and let them know that we're going to do this. And we're going to do this together by this time. And once he was able to do that, then people were fully on board with his mission. And then the last thing is probably one of the most important things. Give yourself grace and give yourself rest leadership doesn't happen in a vacuum meaning you're not going to go through life without any other distractions you're not going to go through life and there it's just going to be easy i have a friend who says you're not going to live life in mayberry all the time instead you have to realize that there are other things that are happening in your life there are Situations that happen with your family. There are situations that happen in your community, and you have to deal with those things, and that's okay. And you know that this is going to take time. When you listen to Dr. Martin Luther King's speeches, when you listen to his, uh, when you read his works, you can see that. He had a sense of urgency about him, but he also had the sense of grace that even though he was pushing people to make change and make change rapidly, he also knew that if it didn't happen overnight, That's okay because he's going to be prepared for the situation tomorrow and the situation after that and the situation after that. And you can't relentlessly go into a situation without knowing that you're going to be exhausted. You can't relentlessly go into a situation without knowing that there's going to be uh, challenges and you have to prepare yourself for that. So you may not hit the goal tomorrow. You may not hit the goal in two weeks or two years, but Give yourself grace because you can be your own worst enemy. If you continue to cr- criticize and critique yourself, then you won't really make the change that you want to make because you're too busy being self-critical rather than being empowering and, 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 helping people see your dream. So here's what I want to remind you. Just lessons I've learned from Dr. Martin Luther King on how to be a good leader. First thing, Identify your dream. Second thing, build a great team. Third thing, make your dream come true. If you can focus on those three aspects, I'm not saying that you'll be as great or phenomenal as Dr. Martin Luther King, but I can say that you will be able to make a tremendous impact on your community, on your school. I want to commend you school leaders out there that are helping you, Students achieve their dream. You are on the front lines day in and day out, focusing in on how these students can find their purpose, achieve their dreams, and make a difference in the community. You are heroes, and thank you for all of the work that you guys do. I appreciate you guys, and I look forward to seeing you back for another episode of Educate on Purpose. So don't forget to educate on purpose. I know that there are a lot of school leaders out there who are looking to share their voice out with the masses who, like me, have a lot of things to say about education. Well, if you haven't heard about Anchor, let me tell you a little bit. Anchor is free. And the great thing about Anchor is there's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. The other great thing about Anchor is that it will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimal listenership, and it's everything you need right in one area to make your podcast. It's great. So if you're curious about how to start your own podcast and share your voice with the masses, then download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started today. If you enjoyed this week's podcast, be sure to rate and subscribe on your podcast app. You can find this podcast wherever you love to listen to your favorite podcast. Also, don't forget to head over to brandonghouse.com slash EOP network. There you will have the opportunity to join the Educate On Purpose Leadership Network, where you have access to courses, community forums, a weekly mastermind, and one-on-one coaching, all designed to improve your school leadership. And get this, if you join today, you get the first 30 days for free. You don't want to miss out. So head over to brandonghouse.com slash EOP network. You can also follow me on Twitter at Mr. Brandon House or join the Facebook page at facebook.com slash Mr. Brandon House. Thanks again for listening and remember to educate on purpose.